Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This week in PlayStation, we're talking about what is next for The Last of Us and Uncharted. London Studio having a live service co-op game coming your way. And we got to vote for Game of the Year soon. So what PlayStation titles do we still need to play? We're going to cover all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. Welcome to the show, everybody. That's Blessing. That's Janet. I'm Greg. And of course, you can get this show on Patreon.com slash Games. Over on Patreon.com slash Games, you can watch this record it live, get it ad-free, and get 38 episodes of exclusive bonus content each and every month. Uh, if you have no bucks to toss our way, support us on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys with the creator code KINDAFUNNY. You can write in to be part of the show for free on, at KINDAFUNNY.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. You can get PSI Love You X. XOXO for free with ads without any of the fun bells and whistles over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games by going to youtube.com slash kind of funny games and listening on podcast services around the globe. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Id Raven. Are you, have you been saying Id Raven or Id Raven? I don't know how to do this one. I've You've only never been had doing, to do this one. I've just been doing Frogger Brady on YouTube. Right now, you look at it, you go Id underscore Raven or do you go ID underscore Raven? Id Raven? I've been saying it, Janet, and they haven't corrected me. No Raven has come in to go, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, is that your best years. Raven? Yeah. <laughs> I, I do a better owl. What's your owl? Ben loves the wing thing. What the, how am I going to signify I'm a bird? Why am I leaning so dramatically <laughs> while I talk to you? Good Lord. Anyways. I, I'd go ID Raven. you go ID Raven? I'm sticking with id. But I guess it's like id software, right? Because it, yeah. uh, it's lowercase. So I guess you're right. Id, id Raven. Uh, Fargo Brady on YouTube. Delaney Twining. James Hastings. Casey Andrew. Today we're brought to you by Policy Genius and the official The Lord of the Rings, R- The Rings of Power podcast. But let's start with a PSN message from you. Janet, how would you do it? Id Raven. ID Raven. Underscore. There's a whole bunch of stuff there. I probably do ID Raven. Okay. Mm. Fair enough. Mm. That's just how I read it. Like, I only read it software that way because I was told that that's what it is supposed to be. <laughs> now, change up here for you from the live chat. Of course, watching on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. Uh, it does not look like Id Raven is there. But my dog Nick 96 is and says maybe it's abbreviation for Idaho Raven. <laughs> <laughs> they, got, they got Ravens Idaho? Is that a thing we know about Idaho? No, but I mean, you can be a fan of... I don't trust that anybody actually lives in Idaho. I'll say it right now. Here's the thing, too. I'll throw it out there. And I'm no... Where do orn- the potatoes are coming from? I'm no ornithologist or anything here, right? But... If, if a raven walked in here and a crow walked in here right now, are you going to be able to tell them apart? No, not at all. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Right. Yeah, the only thing I know about ravens is the Edgar Allan Poe. That's pole. all anybody knows about them, and the yeah. Baltimore ravens, of course. But, like, in okay. Raven Studios and software, you know what I mean? But, like, when it comes to the actual bird, the raven, Edgar Allan Poe is doing all the work. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I, uh, Janet, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think the crows are getting enough uh, respect. Crows are out there every day doing stuff. I see a crow. I'm scared of a crow. Raven, what up? I'm looking at a picture right how now. Do, how do you know is, you're not seeing a raven, though? 
Fuck. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, Janet. I'm looking at a picture right now that is crows versus ravens. And let me tell you. I guess a raven has... A raven like, looks like a fucked up crow. It looks like, yeah. like I got roughed up last night. I'm drunk. I'm hungry. They look like relatives, for sure. Well, they're definitely relatives. They're birds. Now, here's my thing. If somebody walks in and they're like, I'm from Idaho, are you going to believe them? I've never met one person from Idaho. <laughs> is he wearing bib jeans? A what? Is he wearing bib jeans? Bib jeans. Yeah. So where's he going with this, Janet? <laughs> That's like a farmer look. I would believe you if you if you oh. walked in if you came in with bib jeans. You're like I'm from Idaho. I'd be like I. What are, what now, another thing to Google? What is what is that? What is that? Bib jeans. This is yeah. overalls. Overalls. Yeah. Oh. Why do you call them, them call that? Yeah, you could have just called them overalls. Yeah, like what? a fucking normal person. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say bib jeans. I know what an overall is. Okay. Mario rocks L- them well. Listen, uh, nobody's, uh, nobody needs to get into the insult factory, all right? Barrett immediately went to the insult factory on this one, all right? It's I just always a, do. It's a common problem. I just I don't know where the colloquialism of bib jeans comes from. I'm looking it up now. We'll get to the, Well, I put nin jeans. That's giving me ninjago responses. Hold on. Bib. What are jeans with jeans. a bib called? Bib overalls. What? What is going on on Google right now? What is? So why do they call them bib jeans? Because when you them. drop the... When you drop the top of the overall, Think like of, you see, it has that like bib kind of look. It looks to like it. a bib in general, yeah. Huh. Okay. That's my guess. No, I'm you're right. I mean, you're it, right? I mean, you put bib jeans in, you find overalls. It's all there. Walmart's selling jean bibs. That's what they're calling it, which is different. I've never heard. Target's got jean bib overalls, putting it all together in there. But I guess right. it just must be, you know, where you're from, where you're raised. Do you, go, do you guys know Ash Bosh Bagosh? <laughs> you're lying. Now you're just making sounds. Ash Gosh Bagosh. So you know what I'm talking about? I'm dead serious. If I'm lying, I'm dying, Janet. You ever heard of Ash Gosh Bagosh? We're all from no. Illinois. We can't be that deviating from what we know and stuff. Oh, uh, I'm from Chicago, Illinois, so. That's true enough. Yeah, sure enough. Fair enough. Then you got champagne He's not lying. in the boondocks. Ash Gosh Bagosh is indeed a thing. It's an American apparel company founded in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. It is a subsidiary of Carter's. It was founded in nineteen or in eighteen ninety. Holy shit, eighteen ninety five. That's Nick's birthday. Here's the here's the other thing I'll go. Is you, you're right, and I know what you're gonna say. This makes sense because I have a kid. This isn't about my kid. I swear to God. Mm. Leave Ben out of it. I when I was growing up and just living, and I would see commercials or see something for Oshkosh Bagosh, Right? It would. All, I've all, as far as I know, blessing. If I'm not a dime, these people only make baby overalls. All right. I've never seen a. I've never seen a grown person in Oshkosh Bagosh. <laughs> Let me go to Oshkosh.com and get to the bottom of this. Yeah, it's only kill. It's only babies up in here. Really? Yeah, it's all kids. I gotta get Ben some, you know. But they do more than. Well, actually, no. But wow, they specialize in overalls for sure. Bib jeans, please. Sorry, bib jeans. But they have they do have more than bib jeans. They have, right here they have they have the cozy event going Jane, on. Are you happy you got out of your sick bed for this? <laughs> You're like tired. Yeah, you know, this is what it's all about, you know? I'm like I so when I started getting ready like an hour before this, like I had you gotta be on for you don't know what's gonna what's gonna come up, you know? For sure. Now you said they have a cozy sale going on? Yeah. Uh warm up stock up for cozy season. Starting at six dollars, it is the cozy event. Well, I have a cozy event of my own. Cozy Bear writes in to kindoffunny.com slash P S I L Y and says, Which PlayStation character are you going trick-or-treating with? Clear mechanism mm. right now. You can go trick-or-treating with somebody blessing. Who are you going with? Can I take two people? Sure. Uh, I'm going with Ellie from The Last of Us, and I'm okay. also taking teenaged Atreus from the first few hours of God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> the five-hour preview <laughs> you saw of God of War. PlayStation God of War I pre- appreciate that because, you know, PlayStation's at home on a big red button be like, is he about like, to talk about something gonna, to be What's he going to say? What's he yeah, going to yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the reason I'll take those two is that they've never experienced a proper Halloween, and I think those two would have the proper amount of 
curiosity about it, and I think they would enjoy it, right? I think sure. both of them are fun-loving. Specifically, Ellie from Last of Us 1. Not Ellie from Last of Us Part 2, who wants to kill everybody. Sure. Ellie from Last of Us Part 1 uh, and Atreus, I think they would ask the right questions. I think they would get properly into it, and it would just be fun, right? It would be like this cool like family we got here, right? It would be just taking Atreus and Ellie to door-to-door. -door a traditional about, family, right? Yeah, tradi yeah. Traditional family, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be fun. Gianna, who are you picking? Ah. Uh... Uh, I don't know. My first thought was Ratchet. I don't know why. He's fuzzy. Okay. Seems like a... But he's really grumpy, so I don't think I want to take him. He'd, I feel like he'd go bitterly. Um, I know he's evolved over the I series, say, but I, I can't get I over when... I Ratchet he, like, is did... that grumpy of a guy. I, it's just, a I can never crack. get over that first game where he like didn't care about saving anything until he realized his planet was in danger, and he was like, let's get a move on. Like Fair I just enough. don't know if I want to go door to door with someone like that yeah, um, sure. i like the idea of ratchet though because you would um knock on somebody's door they would open it up and they would go that is a fantastic costume but that sure that's the, that's the other thing too well, you know ooh, ooh, uh honestly uh sack boy yeah because they'll have the best costumes now here is where it gets interesting in you janet you've hit the daily double of questions from one greg miller on psl of uxoxo you're bringing sack boy in your head canon a sack boy like he was in that one commercial where he fits in the palm of your hand. Is he toddler sized? Is he as tall as you? He is. Thank you for clarifying that toddler size is <laughs> indeed shorter than I am. I, I want you to know. I, I, wanted, did, uh, I did hesitate when I got or as tall as you, which isn't much taller. <laughs> you see, you know, you you like you're there. You're right at the line and you always got to go over. I gave you. Know, Why are we so just, mean to each other on the show? Remember, that's that's the PSI love you tagline there. Um. He, in my mind, is like toddler sized. I feel like now this It'd is be interesting. Scary if you fit in the palm in, of my hand, and I see in the you remember this commercial. You remember this PlayStation commercial I'm talking about with Nathan Drake and stuff, where he was like he could sit on your shoulder and be a good size, not like huge, but he was on your size. Like I, that's how I think of Sackboy now, and I think that would be scary for people on trick or treating this little thing that small. Hmm. But what gets even? I've never thought about this. What's even more fucking terrifying in the live chat right now on patreon.com slash kind of funny comes from a little boy named Isaiah Smith who says he's the weird sour patch kid size. <laughs> 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 he's like microscopic. Like he's going to crawl inside you. That's terrifying. Oh, I don't want that sack boy at all. I don't want that at all. Isn't there like uh, in, the, aren't, in the commercials, aren't the sour patch kids like actually tall, like bigger? Like aren't yeah, they? Yeah, that's a thing. Oh, really? I, thought, like I was thinking of actual candy size. I apologize. I apologize. They're like, uh, yeah, and then they, were, they had that game, that Sour Patch video game, too. And I think they were kind of maybe like knee. Well, in the game, I don't actually know. They probably were small. But like, was the game on I think PlayStation? in the commercial, they're like around your shin kind of tight. Mm. If the game's on PlayStation, it does count for this question if you want to go with the Sour Patch kids. Uh, they're no, annoying. I'm First they're sour, Ooh. then they're sweet. They're sweet like, later on. on. Yeah, the I don't, just can you just why are you like tearing up the rug or whatever they do with these commercials? I haven't paid much attention. And right. I got a bone to pick with the Sour Patch Kids. I'll let you know too, because I like a good gum, gu gummy candy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I love. I don't good, disagree. I, I, I agree. love a good gummy candy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a bag. <laughs> there goes look at Sack Boy. There he is. He just went through. I bought a bag of Sour Patch Kids fun sizes alongside the rest of my Halloween candy, right? That I could mm -hmm. have and eat long before Halloween ever came, not for the trick-or-treaters, right? I got home, opened it up. Sure, yeah, sure as shit, I got the fun size Sour Patch Kids. I also have the fun size Sour Patch Watermelons. Mm -hmm. These watermelons yeah. suck. This isn't what I... I, I ate them all begrudgingly. I, I ate all the Sour Patch Kids, and then I just had the watermelons. And then I'm eating the watermelons, and like they're not even that sour, and then they're kind of sweet. It's like, no, this is... 
I don't think I. Now you're tripping. Want it. They're they're arguably the best Sour Patch Kid, the watermelon ones. Yeah, I think I'm right there with Janet. Oh my god, guys. I'll probably if I had to pick like one forever, I probably wouldn't go traditional. But there are plenty of times where I've gotten the watermelon one specifically. There's just more gummy to it. The Sour Patch Kids, right? They're svelte. Like there's, you know, there's the right amount of gummy candy to the actual soury stuff on them on the outside. I think they're e- I think the watermelon ones are easier to eat because of that reason. And sure. also like the sour sweet thing, it is it is factually true that that is how they taste, but you barely get the sweet. By the time the sweet hits, you're like yeah. there it's already halfway down your throat at that point. Sure, sure. Uh, for me, what I, I would I, and granted, it's because I think it's just on our mind right now playing it for review, but I would bring Kratos because I think he would be miserable and that would make for fun experiences. Where he would hate to be wasting his time doing it. And like I'd go up to the door and I'd knock and he'd just stand on the sidewalk. Number one, being intimidating and scary. And then I could dress like a trace. And then number two, he'd have a comment to say about everybody we passed. You know what I mean? See, that sounds like a fun <laughs> montage in like a TV show. But yeah. that doesn't actually sound fun actually going through it on your but own. But I come back. Him. But then him and I shoot the shit. Like, right? Like, I'm, I, he's kind what of. What are you mo- shooting? Kratos isn't a shoot the shit kind of guy. Kratos, also, what do you think you of everything you're seeing? How being dressed as his son? Wouldn't that kind of, like, creep him out? Yeah. Well, I mean, what... Okay, that's where... We're, uh, that creep, is kind of offensive. Kratos is going to be creeped out by everything that happens. All right? It's not like I'm going to bring him into yeah, our universe like, and he's not going to have a million questions for you. If I do. called you up the day before Halloween and I was like, yo, Greg, what if me and you went trick-or-treating? And you're like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a fun and cool activity. And I'm like, but I'm going to dress up as Ben. <laughs> like, isn't that kind of weird? No, I'd be down. <laughs> I'd be down. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll get a babysitter and I'll bring Jen. She'll play herself. Mike L. <laughs> in the chat, Nails it. Mimir, he could tell ghost stories. And then you also just have a head. A talking head as you walk around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Kratos is that friend that I would invite just so he can bring Mimir. I know it's kind of toxic, but... Sure. He, Mimir's the life of the party. Yeah, I guess that's true. It is, it's a daily double right there. If you get them both with his you know, head on his belt or whatever. There. Hell yeah. Yeah. And the question more so is, do you invite Kratos so he can invite Mimir? Or is Kratos such a downer that you're like, you know what? No. He's you a downer. Here's the thing. Kratos, he's misunderstood. He's a downer because of the people that surround him sometimes. Here he is on Halloween. I'm going to have to explain all Hallow's Eve to him and how it's about our pagan gods and things like that. And he's going to want to go kill he's them. Like, oh, Maybe this is... Did you say God? <laughs> Maybe this is the set of a God of War 4 or 5, 6, whatever we are now. God of War 2025, 2026, right? That's the setup. God of War colon, all Hallow's Eve, and he's out to kill these people. But then I get to, I get to bounce things off him. I'm like, yeah, so how long have you been going? What's that? What's happening here? You know what I mean? Like, what? Can you throw the, throw the X right now? Wow, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, I've. When I've, has he. What? I feel like you know a different man. <laughs> but here's my thing this is, character is. This is like, he's not being brought against his will. This is like almost some kind of charity thing where, like, you know, you, you go and you make, you, you make the bid and you get the dinner with Steve Carell. I've yeah. won the dinner with Kratos here. So he's, he's there begrudgingly. Would you, if offered, would you take a million dollars? I or, knew you were going to ask this. I or, was literally blessing. I'm so mad because I was thinking of that same joke in my head. And I'm like, how much was it? Was it a million? Was it like 300000 100, I think it was like 500000 or something. Go let's, ahead. Let's, do, Go let's ahead. Cut, cut the difference. We do $500,000 or dinner with Kratos. The original premise is with Jay Z, but I don't think you. Yes. Would, I don't think you care about Jay Z like that. So let's do. And they said it was fifty k. Sure. It was that was the fifty k. Fifty k. Yeah. Ooh. Man, this number keeps getting lower and lower. Oh. A million dollars. Clearly, I'm taking a million dollars over Kratos. Yeah. 
The God of War? 100%. Yeah. Because once Kratos leaves, capitalism still exists. Exactly. And we still have to like, deal with a <laughs> What lot, am I getting to talk to him about? You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to ask. That's a I, dumb question. The, Even though know, I do love the, the God visual. God of War? It's me and Kratos. It's me and Kratos. Me and Kratos, house of prime beef. You know what I mean? Or prime rib. Just sit oh, there. You know, he's taking me time. back to his world afterwards. Like, nah, I still got to live here. And the other thing, too, keep in mind, like, it's cool that we're bringing people through this special portal we have and they get to hang out with us. You you understand? You've seen a movie before. There's always a chance the portal's gonna be left open. And something else is gonna come through. Something horrible is gonna come through. Terrible. But that then leads to adventure, right? Like, what is Kratos bringing from the Greek? Now you say that, realm? and yes, it does bring adventure. And as Kratos' partner in this uh, comedy dramedy, I'm I'm gonna survive for sure. You might not be. You're a side character. You're a tangential NPC in this. You could get clowned out. You know That's what fair. I mean? We're hanging out here, and some sandworm comes through. You know what I mean? And he's got to kill that thing. That's fair. I don't know why the Beetlejuice sandworm is involved in this too, but it's Halloween themed. You know what I mean? It's this kind is of like, listen, this is my cho- my decision. Though. This is our take on Space Jam. We've opened up a portal of the fictional world. Now anything can come through. I'm taking dinner with Kratos. Over a million dollars? Five hundred thousand dollars? Fifty thousand. If he's bringing Mimir, I'm taking dinner with Kratos. Fifty thousand dollars is when you're like, man, is that that's money I don't have already? Like I would never bid fifty thousand dollars on a, a charity dinner with Kratos and Mimir. Mm-hmm. But this is easy because I don't have the money already. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, do I want this wow, once in a lifetime experience? dollars is where you're at. Once in a lifetime experience. For a experience. Greek god, a man who Fictional. has killed literal gods. Sure. And you're like, eh, $50,000, debatable. Kratos, tell me your best story. One time I climbed up and I, I did that. Well, I played that. that I played that. I don't, I don't need to know how it felt. You can go to other people and be like, yo, bro, oh man, you what? You went, you, you climbed um, the highest mountain in the world. I had dinner with a fucking god. Like, think about how cool that makes you to be the person that had dinner with Kratos. I mean, I can just lie and say I did it, though, you know? Nobody, nobody's going to believe you. you I know all the stories. I know all of Kratos' stories. He's going to be like, I don't want to. I'm going to be like, oh, it's cool being a father, huh? He's like, yes, sometimes. And I'm like, you know what? I know you're referencing Calliope. I've seen you kill her. And that's the other thing. I've seen it. All right? I've known it. I've seen you have sex with people. I know it's up, bro. So, I mean, you know, I think about that scene so constantly. That's like the only vivid, really vivid memory I have from those earlier games. And it, it which makes one? it which hard one? to continue to play this franchise, she, frankly. You're talking about the the shot of the vase next to the bed and the button prompts pump, pump, uh, popping yes. up. Yeah. And the vase just It's hard to like take. Shaking. It's kind of like when you find out that one thing about your parent where you're like, whoa, you were a person. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like, I don't sure. know if I can handle like having this information in my head cannon. Atreus is getting a copy of God of War 2 and like getting to that part and he's like, oh no. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. All right. We did some good work here. It's time for mm-hmm. topic of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, October is ending. That means that November is here. I, I know, shocking. I know, but uh, I know it, it's a heartbreaker Time for you. Time keeps moving. One of, one of the co-kings of Halloween, Janet. I know this is crushing for you to see uh, Halloween in October leaving. Uh, but uh, a whole bunch of things are happening, of course. Uh, and that means we got to start getting ready for game of the year. We have to start ro- talking about, hey, what are we going to vote for? What's going on at the Game Awards? Of course, God of War Ragnarok uh, review is next Thursday. Uh, we are doing uh, something special there where the games cast itself will be the review. It will be live, 9 a.m. Pacific, right? I got that right? Yep. 9 a.m. Pacific, YouTube.com slash games, Twitter, or twitch.tv slash games. We'll record it live. Then that afternoon on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, we will record PS I Love You XOXO, and that will be your God of War Ragnarok FAQ. So watch our review, read IGNs, check out everybody's thoughts, and then come to us with your questions for it. But I digress. What I'm talking about right now is there's less time than you think right now. And so we had a question kicked around our Slack today of like, what are the best games of 2022 
that we still need to finish, that we need to get our heads straight on. Janet, this was your pitch. Yes. What, what, when you ask this question, what comes to mind for you? So many, just a sea of guilt, I think, of all the games I've loved behind so far. Um, I think for me, I mean, it's it's hard not to think, of course, what we already have on, on the table, but I think about those games that I can easily go back and knock out that are just sitting there waiting and that I see on my dashboard and that I, like, refuse to delete. So, like, stuff like Rollerdrome. Like, I love Rollerdrome. It's super short, at least compared to, I think, most titles. And I'm, like, four or so hours in, but, like, I also want the platinum for it, so I'm kind of, like, playing a little bit slower for some parts. Um, And, like, I know I'm going to do it, but there's always that danger um, of... Oh yeah, yeah. I'll get to it. I'll, I'll get to it, and then the time just continues to pass. So that's what I'm worried about. Um, and in case you forgot, Roller Drome is like that sort of. Um, was it Roll Seven, like the derby skating with guns? Um, it's a super stylish, incredibly fun game. I adore this thing, and I'm like, I just really want to finish it. I already feel like I formed my like opinion on it, so I'm not finishing it. Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but like, I want to see it through. I'm almost there. Any afternoon I could beat this, but I still have to actually do the action of doing it. Yeah. Uh, and as you know, that is the hardest easier part. Said than done. The so hardest we'll part. Yeah. That's how they start stacking up on your PlayStation. That's how you run out of time to ever get to this stuff. Uh, you know, in the chat, there's a whole bunch of people going through and talking about stuff over there. And for me, uh, Omega Buster says Greg needs to play Elden Ring. And that's one that's on. Uh, you smirk. Yeah. You smirk. Like Greg's not going to play Elden Ring. My, it's yeah. on, and you know, we did this, I did the thought exercise of putting down, what do I need to play? What have I not tasted? Not even a bite of. What do I need to get my head actually wrapped around on, my, my fingers actually on the sticks, right? And Elden Ring, I don't count as one of them. I've started Elden Ring multiple playthroughs different times, and I've played multiple hours of Elden Ring. I do not like Elden Ring because these aren't my jams. If you remember, we did the Bloodborne thing and Bloodborne was fine. But even at the end of that, I was like, I'm over this. And it's, I understand why people love this. I'm not trying to yuck your yum. It's just not my yum. And so there's, I could even, I, I'm never going to roll credits on Elden Ring because I don't enjoy Elden Ring. So it's, but it, it doesn't take away from the fact that I can look here and read the reviews and talk to you and talk to Andy and understand why people love it and, and totally get out of the way of it being objectively a great game and stuff like that. I'm not trying to get in there but no that's not something on my list what i put on my list and i think the actual game i need to play to get ready for game of the years that i have not touched is sifu where sifu launched and it i I was reviewing something else you guys played it and it was this conversation of yeah it's really really tough and you know tim's thumbs hurt and yada 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 but it is this amazing experience and then of course they've patched in new difficulties they've gone through and tried to make the game more approachable which is what i you know i'll start and try to play as the normal way intended but when i do hit that wall where i'm no longer having fun because the game's punishing me for not being good enough to get through it i could easily see me doing that yeah janet where are you at because i remember you were in the same boat as me yeah (laughs) yeah i um this came through during review season Number one, um, maybe there was a second review season, but in my mind, there was that January, February time. And then there's right now. And it was that storm of Sifu, Horizon and Dying Light 2 all at once swirling around. Um, And that is when I booted up Sifu and I was like, let's take a break from my work with this other piece of work. And I did enjoy my time with it. I think it's a super stylish game. Um, And I I love what they do with, I think how you can use the environment to further combat in that game. But it was just like too hard for me. Um, I got into like level two, like there's only like five levels, right? Plus like how many are there? There's five levels. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember texting Blessing and being like, oh, I'm level two. And I was I was still pretty young because, again, it's the, like, you age as you die kind of thing. Um, and Blessing's like, oh, you're doing great. Like, for just starting out, like, oh, that keep, go for it. And I'm like, I can't get further than this Blessing. Am I missing a secret passageway? And he's like, nope, you just got to get better. And I was like, bang I'm not going to. And bang your head on the, the wall game. over and over and over again. And you were having the opposite experience as Tim Gettys, where yeah. I remember Tim texting me and being like, Yo, man, like this first level is real hard. Like, man, I'm getting out. I'm like, what? Eight, I'm age 60 something out of this first level. And I was like, oh, Tim, you need to get younger, bro. <laughs> you, might, <laughs> you need to get it. You got, you need to do better at that first level. Whereas Janet texts me and Janet is like, yeah, I'm like, you know, 20 something getting out of level one. And I was like, Janet, you're doing the best that I've heard anybody do out of that first level. And so you're, you're uh, going to cruise through the thing. And yeah, it was like the opposite thing of, you know, Tim <clears throat> grew into it, got better at it and ended up playing through the whole thing and now it is his uh i think his current game of the year right where's wow. janet like you like by the second level you're kind of fed up with it and you're like no nah, I'm, I'm done for now and they said it come back when they added because they like dropped the news that they would be adding the extra difficulty settings pretty early before yeah. they actually like implemented it and once i heard that i'm like great i'm gonna get back to it with this you know lower difficulty because i and again too like with that like it, i can still be challenged but now it'll be like I can actually finish it. However, that was a lie because I have not gone back. Um, so I would like to make that not a lie, but I don't have a lot of confidence just because it's hard to wrap my head around what's turning me off from going back to it. I think, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't, I just don't really want to, even though I think it's a good game. It's, I find it frustrating when I like look within. I, I don't have a good but excuse. I mean, that's, just, the, that's what the job is, right? In terms, not that you have to go back. The fact that you get right. pulled away from things you want to do. One of the other ones I have on here is not, you know, what are the best games we still need to finish of 2022? And obviously it's open to interpretation. But like what I put on here was the Horizon Forbidden West Platinum. Like, it's ridiculous that I don't yeah. have that, and I want to do that, and I loved Forbidden West, but it was that we finished Forbidden West, and we were in review season 1.0, and so it was on to the next thing, 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 and then you're so far removed from it that the mere thought of jumping back into it to work on the Platinum, I'm like, well, I know I only have X amount of days until the next review comes, so I'm not going to get it done, and I'd also have to get up to speed again on what I was doing in Horizon. It's like, sometimes you look at the mountain, you're just like, it's not too tall to climb mm -hmm. but there's going to be an exertion level there that i just don't want to get into right now so i'd rather default to playing you know jumping into a game i'm still playing something that i know like the back of my hand so on and so forth yeah like going back to like elden ring and sifu i'm surprised that you guys are even considering going back to sifu, sifu well, again i never started sifu so that's definitely gotcha, my thing gotcha. right i didn't even play it at the time and then they said the difficulty and i was like i'll wait for that mm -hmm. so that's yeah. why that's on my list elden ring i've touched i know yeah. what i feel about elden but, like ring. those are games same. that i kind of put in the same bucket of i don't really view these as greg miller games and by extension <laughs> janet garcia games right where <laughs> no. it is like these games are very mechanical, right? These games are really focused in on, hey, get good at this thing, like get better at this thing, right? And for Sifu, I'm I'm obviously very happy that they've added in the easier modes, right, for accessibility because I think that's important for to allow anybody to play. But I am so concerned that like you boot it up, play through it, and you're like, oh, like this isn't good because part of part of playing that or part of enjoying that game, at least for me, was figuring out like, all right, I'm at a wall why can't I get through this level younger? Like, what am I doing wrong in the process of learning and getting better and improving and all that stuff? For me, it is part of the experience and is part of what made Sifu, what has made Sifu one of my favorite games of the year. Um, I, I don't, like I don't that associate kind of thing. you with that I just kind of don't like it when it's 
so gruelingly tough. You know, we talked about yeah. God of War last week, and you weren't on the episode. You wrote in for it, and then you did Games Daily to get your uh, preview. You should go get that. But one of the things we talked about there was, like, man, is the combat in Ragnarok these first five hours m more difficult? And I was saying yes, but I also was saying that it, I think I feel it was because I needed to be aware more of what I was doing and pairing more or using the axe in this situation or the blades with this enemy kind of thing. And, like, there'd be times where I would die, 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 and then I'd be like, wait a second, what if, and I'd shake it up and beat it no problem, have... 70 to 80 percent of my health left mm -hmm. i was like oh like i like that kind of turn not the way sifu was being described of even once you figured it out now it's about execution right yeah. you can still totally fuck up the execution and be down I'm like eh. yeah yeah for me sifu is like learning a dance almost where it is all right like you learn this level in and out learn these moves like learn the, the your enemy patterns in and out understand you know, when this specific enemy that appears on the dance floor in the second level, when is she going to sweep? When is she going to do this one pattern where she, like, turns around, does the roundhouse kick, right, and learn how to, how to dodge that stuff uh, stuff perfectly? That stuff that I'm, you know, curious if you do pop into Sifu, and Janet, if you do go back to Sifu, like, I'm curious to see if that stuff is able to hit a second time around or if it is another one where it's like, ah, uh, like, I'd prefer to go through uh, some of the other games on this list as opposed to, to that one. Yeah, that's yeah, my I, thing. I think it depends on how do they end up executing the difficulty like stuff? Because I actually haven't looked into anyone's Me like, either, yeah. you know, thoughts on those settings or, and I haven't looked, I haven't like boot up the game since the update. So like for me, I enjoy that stuff to a degree, but just kind of like, and this is obviously making some assumptions cause I, we don't have the technology to really gauge like, okay, I don't know my button input versus yours or whatever and speed and all that stuff, like on a one-to-one, -one. but I think I can still get that enjoyment of what you're describing with like, having that additional challenge, having to memorize certain elements or like plan out, mm -hmm. but just making it where I might still feel as challenged as you are, even though the thing is easier, you know what I mean? So I think sure. if they did the settings well, I should be able to find a spot that feels difficult, but achievable in a way that like there wasn't any room for, it was one size fits all before because there wasn't any scaling there. So I'm hoping that they like, made it so that i can have that unlike um to bring like another game into example what was it uh kana bridge of spirits one of my beasts with that game was i felt like the normal was a little bit too hard and the easy was like too easy almost and so then like i did feel like i lost some of the fun of the combat just to beat the game because i'm like well i i can't get that good and i still want to finish it but now i'm not really enjoying it quite as much because sure. now it's missed the element that I did enjoy. So I think it's really going to come down to that. But it's a fine um, line to walk. Right? Even boot it back up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fine line to walk for sure. Bless. What about you? What are yours critiquing our stuff? What do you still want to play before the year's out? Nothing really. Like and games that have already come out uh, over the last year. Yeah. Like for me, I, I, I think I hit a point. It might've been earlier on this year. It might've been last year. Right. Where I like, I was like, I'm done with backlogs. Like I'm not really doing backlogs anymore. Sure. Uh, I had a new year's resolution. I want to say I talked about on like a kind of funny games daily post show a year ago where I was like, yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> Barry brings up Psychonauts too. <laughs> and again, that, that goes into this conversation of, I tried playing back, uh, uh, I was gonna say backlog too. I tried playing Psychonauts too, and I was just like, you know what, man? Let me not try and force myself to play video games this anymore. This game haunts me. Yeah, like the game, I'm, I'm tired of games no, haunting me. I haunt you, both God of you. It. See, but this is my thing too, is I, I, that's not the interpretation I had of the question. I mm -hmm. think it's fascinating you did, right? But like my stuff on here really isn't me being like, oh man. I started this and didn't go for it or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, again, Elden Ring, where I'm like, I know that's not my jam. I have an opinion on it. But Sifu, where I didn't touch it, right? Uh, Tinykin is on my list because you guys have talked so much about it because yeah, I, I haven't even started it. And again, you know, I know we're talking about, like, you know, the, we still need to finish. Like, 
Will any of these get finished? Probably not because we're still in a review season, but I want to touch them and play them so I can be part of that conversation of why I think this game is great and maybe does compel me to finish it or why I think game X is better than it in whatever conversation we're having for awards. Gotcha. I mean, to, to the point of the New Year's resolution, right? I think for me, it was the thing of I'm only going to play games that I want to play. Like, I'm going to play games that I feel bring me joy, right? I'm going to play games that... I'm not going to force myself to play games this year. I think that was that was the bulk of the resolution. And that wasn't like, I'm not going to try games. I'm not going to, like, you know, play stuff that is outside my wheelhouse. Because I have done that, right? But it, Live Alive was one of those where I was like, I'm not... Live Alive isn't my kind of game. I don't know if that's one that I'm going to show up for. And I ended up playing it when it came out. And Did you beat it? I forget. I beat it. Yeah, and I absolutely loved and adored Live Alive. Um, but I think it's more so the thing of not letting stuff haunt me in terms of, like, for me, any game this year that came out that I, that I felt for me personally personally was worth playing playing through and finishing i've already done yeah um like the only things that i have written down here are <clears throat> metal hellsinger uh which and, is great which is great right and I, I played the first uh four to five levels of that one and that's one that i feel <clears throat> in terms of impressions i feel like i've already gotten i've already formed my opinion you about that one is, yeah. i don't know if beating that game is going to change my impression of it and i'm in no rush to beat it and then also new tales from the borderlands which is uh, one that i talked yeah. about earlier in the week on gamescast where I, that's a game that I booted up um, a couple days ago, got halfway through the first cutscene, and I was like, actually, no, I'm not going to play this. Uh, and like, I might not go, go back to it at this point. And that was basically just based off of seeing reviews, impressions, and seeing it get uh, sixes and sevens and going, why would I play this if it's not as good as the original Tales from the Borderlands? If it doesn't speak really to you, like. right? I'm in the same boat where it's, you know, I love Tales from the Borderlands 1 so much. And so then the announcement of this, and we're watching the trailer right now, like, I was like, oh, okay, it's different. It's, it's this. It's interesting. And then, yeah, to see the reviews and see it kind of flounder there in the mid, it's been the same thing for me. It's like, well, I was, just, you know, curious about it because obviously I appreciated the first one so much. But the fact that it's not, uh, the characters from before. It's not Reese. It's not Fiona. You know what I mean? Like, at least not as the main characters. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm not super compelled to jump into a game where I just have to form new things. And again, for as short on time as we all are, and the amount of amazing games that are already out this year and are still coming out this year, right? Another thing I put on my list is a Cult of the Lamb PlayStation playthrough. Like, I called the Lamb, I reviewed on Steam Deck. I adored it. I want. I, I asked for a PlayStation code. I think my TikTok might have been like, I like this game so much, I've at, I want to play it on PlayStation again. And they put out some Halloween content and all this other stuff this past week. I was like, fuck, I wish I had a save already so I could jump in and get that stuff and get going. Like, that's on there. That's a pie-in-the-sky dream that is not going to happen before years end, right? Like, I'm also, you and me were talking on Games Daily of like, oh, well, I have had a hankering for going back to The Witcher 3. And yeah. if I, and they're going to drop the next gen or the current gen update of it, the PlayStation 5 version of it, they confirmed on our show uh, before the end of the year. They're still saying this year, right? And it's like, well, shit, that would take precedence over doing this. But even that, like, I'm starting yeah. a... 500 hour rpg like when am i, I gonna finish that's, that that's shit? my other thing is that you know review season i think is gonna take us to the end of the year you know i'm looking at and guess what happens when we get to january more games it's out. review season again yeah like i'm looking at uh and we of course this is our whole, whole episode of um or i guess half the episode of gamescast this week but you know looking through i want to hop in or i guess like, you know right now we're doing the review for god of war ragnarok sonic frontiers is on the horizon uh i want to play the entropy center when it comes out i want to play um uh, the Pokemon game that's on Nintendo and that's sure. not this podcast. You know what I mean? Scarlet. <laughs> the, list, the list goes on in terms of yeah, like Dark Pictures, Callisto, Midnight Suns, yada, yada. I'm like, I'm, 
I think I'm only going to have time to play these new games. And that's, I honestly think true. And again, for me personally, putting Sifu on this list, I want to start Sifu and see how hard it really is, how much I like or dislike that thing, what the difficulty is. And then, yeah, like, cool. I know what Sifu is or it compels me to finish it. But I think that'd be a tall order for it. Yeah. I guess my question for you guys is like, is there a game that I should go back to? Is there a game that's worth booting up for the game of the year conversation? What did you did? You- Aside from Islet Spirit. What did you do? I was about to bring up the Islands game later. <laughs> <laughs> what did you? I want to know what, what. I forget. Did you play Cult of the Lamb? I played. I played like six hours of Cult of the Lamb. Yeah. And I just fell off of it. Like it's yeah. not my typically my kind of game. Um, but I enjoyed it for what it was. The conversations but, yeah. as we started talking, and you know, well, what do you think about this or what about that? Blah blah. blah. I bring up Cult of the Lamb and no one else in the office, and I'm not angry about it. It's just one of those weird ones. I would have thought, oh, clearly there's going to be a few more people who dig Cult of the Lamb here, and I've got nothing. And it's just like, oh, wow, that's really surprising. And, and he played He did, that, but it's right? just like, it's just not like, you know, and not granted, we're not having full-on discussions or, you know, right. our top tens, but I bring it up, and it's like, I expect to get, yeah, you're right, that was in like, yeah, like I oh, haven't shit, thought, huh? I, I uh, binged through that game through a weekend, and I have not really thought about it since. And that's, and that's awesome. I mean, I, I love when, you know, you get all these different opinions on games, but that is a game that has stuck with me. I, I do see it on my, my uh, XMB, for lack of a better term, live area, whatever you want to call it, on my PlayStation 5. And I'm like, mm. fuck, if I wasn't getting ready to start this or do this or keep playing that, I would go back Although to that. Although that, that soundtrack is very hot. I and another thing, too, hot. and I know we're on the PlayStation side of things here, too. Again, bring it to PlayStation. Uh, Rogue Legacy 2. When Rogue Legacy mm. 2 that dropped, has, yeah. I was like, fuck, yeah, bah, I'm playing it. Yeah, and then it's just like, whoosh, it's gone. Like, there's been no conversation about Rogue Legacy There's just no time to get around. And it's, like, the kind of game it is, too. It's, like, you're going to be playing that thing for a while. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, I don't know if I have the time to, like, commit to this. Well, actually, I didn't. That's why I didn't continue with it. Again, not on PlayStation, but should be. Um, Cult of the Lamb, same deal for me. Like, I love that game, but I only played, like, four hours of it. So, like, I still haven't beaten it. And I've actually, like, really loved the... I'm playing it on PC currently, even though I'd I'd love to do, like, a PlayStation playthrough as well because of the trophies and stuff. But... I like playing on PC because I get that Twitch integration and I had so much fun doing that that I'm like, okay, I want to only stream this and I just have not had time to stream it again because then it's like, okay, we had like the studio open and then I got sick and then it's also review season. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'll get there eventually. And like all these things are all these content updates are coming out for it all the time. And I'm like, oh man, I like really that that might be my number one thing that I want to get back to because I feel like of the stuff on my list it has the most meat and the highest level of intrigue to me because it ha- the gameplay has so many different elements to it. Again, I love Rollerdrome, Tinykin, all those games, but there's so much going on in Cult of the Lamb that is up my alley that I'm like, yeah, I like really, really desperately want to continue this game, and I just have not been able to make the time for it. But yeah, I, I also love that one. I mean, I think to what you're talking about with Cult of the Lamb, I think that just might be a symptom of what this year has been and maybe what gaming might be now, which is... There are so many games that come out week to week, and it's impossible for everybody everybody to play them all. Like on the on a similar note, right? Immortality, non PlayStation game, but is in Bring my it top, to PlayStation. top five. Uh, what was that? Bring, Bring it to, yeah, PlayStation. Bring it to PlayStation. It'll come yeah, to PlayStation, right? Because yeah. Telling Lie, t- Telling Lie is going to PlayStation. Yep, yeah, sure Telling Lie is played to PlayStation. So Immortality will come to PlayStation at some point. But that's a game that is one of my favorite games of the year, and it's a game that I think deserves like all the awards, all the talk, all that stuff. But nobody. Talk, no, but there's nobody in the office that, uh, nobody else in the office that's played it. I think besides me and you, oh, yeah. I forget Janet. Janet, did you play Immortality? No, it just like it just looked at the cracks for me. Like I barely even knew it was coming out to be honest. And then like I saw that like all y'all loved it, like and it got like crazy reviews and stuff. But I just have not have time to play it. So yeah, 
we'll and see. I'm, you know, looking at the list, you know, a lot of what we're talking about are indie games, right? And I yeah. think at any moment where I was like, for I played t- through Tinykin, for example, right? I think while I was playing Tinykin, I imagine that you were playing through something, Greg, and that Jan was oh, playing through something else. You know, there's never, there's been very rare been a time where it's all right, all hands on deck for this same indie game. Like, I think that's been yeah. more rare this year. You know, like those have been reserved for the bigger, like the the re- original review season where it was. All right, we're gonna hop from uh, Dying Light Two to Horizon to Elden Ring to Sifu to Pokemon to you know all the games that are coming out in that first. But there was moments months. for those. It felt like right. Yeah. Or even like Tunic, right? Again, uh, well, now it's a PlayStation game, right? Didn't it finally get ported to PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. It got ported. But like when it initially came out, there was a bunch of several of us playing that. So there yeah. was this indie game that suddenly had it. But even that one. I that's, that's the game I think I would have played, but for whatever reason I was playing something else. Something you else. To, you don't need yeah, that was like the one. that was like the game review season extended March, <laughs> where we're out of the season, but it's like the fall season of review season where you can still it's chill. It's you, you can still get in the cold. Um, of the, I guess I'm thinking of spring. You get what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, you actually lost me pretty pretty quickly on that one. I yeah, want that. You really like, lost like, the, 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 the train there. <laughs> we had the residual effects of review season still okay, going okay. on in March. There's like so an El Nino front. You do front. need to like okay. have that recovery period baked in where it's like okay well let me you know do something that isn't anything i need to do at all and is not really relevant in any way but like i just feel like i think too we also had like we just it's a lot of stuff been going on because we had that replay of god of war 2018 which was like pretty meaty and yeah there's just been like a lot not a lot of space i think for especially for me it's like so easy to let those small titles slip through the cracks because in my head i'm like okay well and small i mean like short i'm like i can do this at any point but i can also just never do this so i don't know <laughs> if i'm ever gonna like a lot of times like the meteor stuff i'm either definitely digging into or i'm skipping totally like ghostwire tokyo everyone kind of i have the same thing that like bless is describing for new tales where it's like okay no one's really telling me i should really play this so i'm just gonna never play it because i don't think yeah. i can make the time for it since no one is telling me to make the time for it like, you know? whoever whoever is out there playing every single video game that is coming out ever I salute you because I cannot be that person <laughs> and that is a talent. But yeah, like, even the major ones, right? Not just talk about every single thing that's on the, you know, games uh game informer website of like all the games coming out this year. But even if you're hitting if you if you've hit all the games that we're talking about, right? If in March you were playing fucking Shadow Warrior 3 and then Babylon's Fall and then Triangle Strategy and then like every single WWE 2K and Young Babylon's Souls. Fall. Yeah, <laughs> Babylon's Fall. <laughs> if you're playing every single notable title that was coming out, I'm like, man, first of all, how? Because I don't like I don't I don't know how one can do it. So I've gotten way more comfortable about, about you know picking and choosing and fit and figuring it out, and then maybe possibly doubling back to stuff that people have um, pointed out as noteworthy. But I think that comes back to for me this year in terms of games that I haven't played. There's nothing that sticks out really that is noteworthy enough for me to go. All right, I'll go back and play this. Like Tunic is probably on the higher uh, end of that list, but even then, I'm like I don't feel You're like fine. I gotta play Tunic. I don't think you're going to like it that much because I feel like Tunic's a weird one where I think there's something incredibly special with what they do with the booklet that goes far beyond. This is a cute, like, little... Not, I get it. You like retro games. Like, I think what they do is so smart, so cool, and so incredibly original. But at the same time, I think because the combat is kind of not my favorite, I feel like I, can, I get great. why people are not gaga over Tunic to a degree. Yeah. Um, yeah. For something you should go back to, though, bless... Ali Ali World. I know you started it. Yeah. And like, I feel like you should see that through more. Um, I? I adore that game. Like Isaiah just bought it on PlayStation. And now I like I have that downloaded as well. Because I'm like, oh, I kind of want to just replay that on PlayStation. Um, even though that makes no sense <laughs> with the amount of stuff I have to do. Um, but I think especially with you, like, you know, 
I'm picking that for our uh, Patreon exclusive show, like, remember Blank, you know, you Mm -hmm. picked, like, Tony Hawk for this week. Like, this is such a fantastic skateboarding game. I, like, love it to pieces, and I'm, like, so excited to go back and do, like, a replay, like, a platinum playthrough of this. And I know you started it, but, like, I think you should play it for, like, a little bit longer and see if the magic really clicks for you the way it did for me, because I I just think this game is absolutely incredible, and it came out at the beginning of the year. I think people are going to forget about it. And this is one of those ones that where I feel like it falls into such a specific category for me. Ali Ali World, right? I had heard all y'all talk about it, and I was like, that's interesting. And I eventually got it and put it on, and I had a fantastic evening with it where I played it for hours, had a great time, got it. I think I popped out, played something else, eventually came back, played a little bit more. Like, I loved it and put it down and never came back to it, not because... I didn't like it or not because I didn't think it was great just because I, it served the moment I needed for, you know, what I wanted for, right? I feel like I got what the game, this is exactly what we're talking about. I got what it was. I liked that a lot. I recommend it if it looks interesting to you, but then, yeah, I walked away and never, you know, platinum did never did the whole thing. Yeah. It's one, I think I'd be down to pick it back up again, just because it also is a game that doesn't seem like it requires all my commitment, right? It's not a narrative thing. It's yeah. not sure. a, of I got to sit down for 20 hours and play through this thing and hyper fixate on it. You know, I like games that are pick up and play and fuck around and have fun uh, fun with it. So, you know what, Janet, for you, I'll consider picking it, Ollie Ollie World great, back up. Okay. It's a great evening okay. game while you're yeah. watching TV. It could be a little warmer reception, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what do we need to play? What do you need to play? Let us know in the comments below. Of course, if you're listening on a podcast service around the globe, roll down your window and shout it and say, you know, yeah, go play Immortality or whatever the game is, and then say, pass it on. Whatever you say, you say pass it on, and then people will continue to do it, and it'll be like 101 Dalmatians, and eventually it'll get back to me and Blessing, and we'll understand. Wow. Janet, <laughs> Janet doesn't go outside enough to hear it. She wouldn't know. Uh, but yeah. if you want to know what's going on with Kind of Funny, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, of course, you can get the show ad-free. You can get 38 episodes of bonus content each and every month. You can get t-shirts, posters, all sorts of cool stuff. Be a producer. You name it, you can do it. But most important for right now, you wouldn't have to listen to us talk about the sponsors. But you're not on Patreon.com slash kindoffunny. So here's a word from our sponsors. You know what I have? No, besides a game award, life insurance. I want to make sure that if anything happens to me, my family is taken care of. And you should do the same. And since life insurance typically gets more expensive as we age, now is the time to buy. I didn't get my first life insurance policy until Ben was born. But it feels great knowing that no matter what, Jen and him are going to be okay. No matter what. Policy Genius was built to modernize the life insurance industry. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from top companies like AIG and Prudential in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $17 per month for $500,000 of coverage. They're not incentivized to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. And your personal info is private. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net, and you deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Go deeper into the canals of Numenor, the mines of Khazad-dûm, and more with the official The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast. Hosted by friend of the show, Felicia Day, and several special guests, they provide an inside look at the groundbreaking series and what it took to bring Middle-earth to life. Each episode of the official podcast features exclusive interviews with the series showrunners J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay, including... 
the very first full breakdown of the incredible season finale. Felicia also goes behind the scenes with the cast and crew to bring you jaw-dropping stories and Easter eggs you don't want to miss. Watch The Rings of Power on Prime Video and listen to all eight episodes of the official The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast for free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app now. Blessing. Greg, what's happening this week in PlayStation? What's interesting is that I always, I keep feeling like Janet can read my computer screen. So I'm like, I, I noticed, I've, I've, I've noticed that you keep re- turning to reference her. I appreciate yeah, that. Gotta keep it realistic, you know? Yeah, I know. I just go right down the barrel of the camera. Keep everybody That's what it is. I'm also like, I, I have been fake looking at you guys just to also add to where it's like, oh, oh yeah. I'm looking at Blessing, I'm looking at Greg. There's just, there's just different spots of her. It's room. too immersive. It's freaking me out. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> Let, let me know Janet, in the comments Janet, if that's scarier Janet, are you than me just <laughs> drink the water. <laughs> Don't pour the water on the wall, Greg. It's not real. There's a bunch of cables back here, too. So one drop of that water spills, I'm sure. We're all going to get electrocuted. Uh, Please do not abuse the fact that I'm inside a screen. <laughs> let's ask the question, what does PlayStation Studios live service games need to be a hit. I ask this because PlayStation's London studio have talked about what they're working on. Uh, they're working on an online co-op combat game set in Fantasy London. I'm pulling from Victoria Kennedy at Eurogamer. We have more details on what London <coughs> London Studios' ex- uh, elusive lineup. Uh, let me say that again. We have more details on what London Studios' elusive live service game is, and what it is is an online co-op combat game that is set in a fantasy version of London. Speaking via the SIE blog, co-studio heads Stuart White and Tara Saunders shared more details about this currently unnamed game, which they call the team's most ambitious project to date. In addition to this, they also shared some new artwork for it, showing a battle against a dragon as the face of Big Ben glows in the distance. Unlike previous titles from the studio, this upcoming release is not a VR game. Rather, it is being built specifically for the PS5 using the studio's in-house Soho engine. On its, its, on its move away from VR, White explained the studio was keen to, quote, explore new avenues uh, with its latest venture, starting, stating it took inspiration from fellow Sony studio Guerrilla Games. Quote, we were fascinated about how they went from Killzone to Horizon, he shared with GamesIndustry.biz. With this project, we really wanted to explore some, some new avenues and set ourselves some new challenges, end quote. This game from London Studio will be one of Sony's 10 upcoming promised live service games. Janet? Garcia, what does this game need to be a PlayStation hit? Ooh, that's a good question. I feel like it needs a, I guess, some form of a carrot on a stick. I mean, I think inherently that's what every live service game needs, a reason to continue playing, but also, like, something that is attainable. So, like, unlike, I guess, the carrot on a stick, right, where you don't never actually get to there, like, there needs to feel like there's some type of progression, um, some type of way to... I think enjoy it without having to pay, but also something that's enticing to pay for where you feel like, Oh, I'm getting good value for what I'm putting in. Like, I feel like that's what I look for in a live service. Um, Some element of like daily incentive, but also a feeling of not having the pressure. I think live service really needs to hit that middle ground of this sounds kind of like negative, right? But like tricking the player into like wanting to come back without feeling like oh man this is breathing down my throat and it feels invasive on my like daily session you want to have that kind of natural feeling of of progression and desire for it um and i think that's what would make it a hit um ultimately you know good seasons good like packs rolled out but yeah yeah and the reason the reason why i bring up this question in this way right is mainly because playstation london studio they're a a studio that i love right specifically for blood and truth blood and truth and vr 
was an incredible video game. Loved it. And I love that they're doing something that is breaking them out of just the VR space. That said, right, I look at this game. I read the, the, um, the synopsis, or not synopsis, but like the summary the blog of post, yeah. you know, the blog post. And I look at the image and... I get stri- I get stricken with fear a little bit of really yeah just just the idea of I don't want this to be a destruction all stars I don't want this to be a PlayStation live service game that is launched and it is is something that people don't connect to because it's not a IP that they know and you know it is a PlayStation slash a London studio that is new to this right so is it them falling over and not having the learnings of having having done this for a while right and I look at the slate of PlayStation live service games that they have. Announced, rumored, reported, right? And we're talking about Last of Us Factions, which sounds like a banger. We're talking about the Horizon uh, reported uh, Monster Hunter-like game, right? That sounds like a banger just based off of that. You're talking about Deviation uh, working on a new multiplayer IP, right? That sounds like it could could be good because it's coming from people who have done FPS stuff before. You know, you're talking about games like Gran Turismo and MLB The Show, I imagine, right? And you're talking about what Bungie does, which Bungie Bungie is known for this. Sure. London Studio, not known for this. So, Greg... Gorilla like, wasn't known for an open-world RPG either, though. And so then, which brings me to my question of, in the way that Gorilla, I think, did a good job of making a PlayStation game that is a PlayStation hit because it has those temples that we, that we know PlayStation to be good at, like, what are those temples for a multiplayer game for PlayStation? It has to be engaging. It has to be exciting. You know, I thought it was interesting is that this is my first time seeing the artwork. Today, I, I came in late. I did the WWE filming. And so I came in late, and I got to listen to Games Daily in the car. And so I heard you guys talk about this, but I was doing something or, uh, you know, talking to Siri or I don't even know. So I missed the whole point of, like, what the image looked like. So I heard talk of this, you know, co-op action game, combat game. Isn't that how they describe it? Co-op combat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, online co-op combat game. And I wasn't expecting it to look fantastical like this. And so to get into it, like this image makes me more excited than the synopsis did on its own. And so to get there, I look at this and yes, to not have it be the dime a dozen. Here's this game that gets announced with flashy visuals and falls apart. I think you need to marry exciting multiplayer combat with the storytelling PlayStation is known for. And that's where it gets interesting for me and where I get excited for London Studio off of this, right? It's something you talked about on the show today for Games Daily. It's the fact that Blood and Truth was an awesome game. And Blood and Truth had these awesome set pieces to it. I think trying to get those set pieces into a cooperative combat game is hard, but not impossible. And I think they could be really cool moments, right? If you are out, you and I are playing out on a mission, we didn't invite Janet. It's you and me on a mission, right? And then Sorry, this... Janet. We're running around London, right? And then from the tube beneath us, right? This dragon explodes out and we're fighting it. But then it turns out that there was another team fighting over there. Or we get pulled into an instance or however they're doing. Yeah, Janet's team gets pulled in. It's her and Isaiah. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're all working on the same thing together. That's rad. But again, it needs to be more than just a flashy visual. As I look at this image, right, what does it conjure up in my head? It looks, as I look at this concept art, if you can toss it back up, Barrett, to me it looks like you are seeing, yes, a fantasy London, of course, because of all this happening, but literally a modern fantasy where like you have this woman in the back here with horns and a tail right you have the dragon you have this floating thing it looks like what if magic did exist and rather than it be that you know always this throwback to this more archaic time it was modern it kept going what does that look like in a 2023 london right now where magic exists and it kind of gives me vibes of saga 
which I'm a big fan of and I'm totally jumping, yeah. but just going from it, right? Of I can see that in there. And you got this guy jumping up to like do a Goku punch or whatever, but he's got, he looks some kind of tr crazy troll, like a Goku punch. Goku punch. He's, he's very famous for that. <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna punch you over nine thousand, and people are like, "Over, yeah, that's whoa!" Like he, he yells, "Go!" And his, and his fist blows too. <laughs> and then his little goat, and then his go go grew his son, who looks just like him, pops up, and he's like, "Yo, I'll punch you nine hundred. And people are like, "Oh, go crew!" I think you mean Gohan. No, I nailed it. Or go. Uh, anyways, though, I this is a brave step forward, mm. and it yes could blow up in their face, and you could have a game that does languish on the vine that comes out and nobody cares about and so on and so forth. I would say though, since PlayStation has made such a point of these live service games being their future and the fact that, yeah, again, London studio known for VR at the moment, right? From both uh, blood and truth and the getaway or yeah, the uh, demo before then the yeah. thing they did, that's the name is not getaway or the getaway, right? Getaway was the game. They did the getaway, the game that I, we, I used to love on PlayStation two or whatever. And then they, they did the heist. What the heist demo. That's what London it was. Heist. Right? London heist. This is a step out of that for them. And maybe it is their, you know, quote unquote gorilla moment. Maybe it is their big moment to go from a studio people don't really talk about from the first party to actually, hey, you know what? We're gonna be something awesome when we're doing this thing. I don't know if it'll work out or not, but I wish them luck. We know they're talented. I think it's a cool it's this image makes me go, uh, oh, okay. I'd be interested to see what it's all about. I love how much they love London too. Yeah, like obviously yeah. they're London studio and they live there and work there and all that stuff. But it, in their article they talk about uh yeah, like all of our games have been in London and we love making games in London and making this fantasy game in London now gets us to make a different London. And I'm like, oh good for you guys. I mean it's that ridiculous <laughs> thing of like, you know, write what you know. Like you oh, know yeah. they know London. Of course they should do that and they should be open to that. And they also London is very underutilized in video games, right? Like it, of course we were talking about it and Barrett came off the bench immediately Watch with Watch Dogs Dogs, Dogs, Watch Dogs yeah, Watch Dogs yeah. Legion, right? That was a london game and it's like then i would start naming like the getaway <laughs> london heist and like you're back into their games like if nobody else is doing go for it oh yeah well let's talk about what's next for uncharted and the last of us uh this comes in the form of two different stories we're gonna start off with the first one being the last of us abby actor says she would definitely play the role again this is chris scolian at video games chronicle in an interview with Comic Book Movie, Laura Bailey was asked if she would be open to playing Abby again if the opportunity ever arose. Quote, I'll definitely go back to her, Bailey replied. Quote, I know there was a lot of drama <clears throat> excuse me, in response to her character, but it was one of the most influential roles I've had in my life. I would 100% go back to play more Abby if the opportunity came up, end quote. And speaking of Naughty Dog, part two to this uh, is an article titled, PlayStation is building a new studio to work with Naughty Dog on an unannounced game. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Sony is building a new development studio to work with Naughty Dog on a major PlayStation game. As spotted by VGC, a job listing shows the new team is being created in collaboration with PlayStation Studios Visual Arts, a developer that previously assisted with PlayStation's motion capture, cinematics, animation, and more across several franchises, including Uncharted and The Last of Us. This new developer will then work with Naughty Dog to create a new PlayStation game. Though nothing is confirmed, hints towards P uh, PSS Visual Arts becoming a developer of its own projects instead of supporting others have appeared throughout the last few years. One job listing from 2020 showed the company was hiring for a third-person action-adventure game with melee and ranged combat. This description would appear to match an Uncharted game, tying in nicely with the Naughty Dog collaboration, and the studio's creative director, Sean... Uh, Greg, you told me how to pronounce this. Escott? Escott. Sean Eskai. 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 Uh, Sean Eskai uh, said earlier this year that it's a world, quote, we want to see more of. So let's go back and start 
with the Laura Bailey story and how Laura Bailey would be down to play Abby again. In what form could we see that character again? Janet? Are we, are we throwing up like spo- spoiler warnings for Last of Us 2? You should have finished Last of Us Part 2 by yeah, now. What are you doing yeah. with yeah. Sign podcast? It's, it's, really, it's, like, it's a real good game. Um, I guess if they did like a, you know, as chat, I mean, mentioned turn factions. Yeah, that could obviously be a thing. Um, as well as just like a spinoff continuation of like her story um, with Lev. That could be one thing. Or just like, yeah, that, that would probably be the, the two things that come to mind. But personally, I mean, I think this just speaks to, again, her appreciation for the character, um, enjoying the role. And also, like, frankly, like, get in the bag. Like, why would you say, yeah, why would you say no to this job? Like, <laughs> yes, I would like I, money. that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, it's coming down the pipeline. But yeah, I mean, I'm, it does not shock me at all that she would have this feeling towards this character and towards this role and towards this, you know, frankly, what is a gig? Yeah, I would probably do that gig too. <laughs> Sounds like it probably did pretty well yeah i was gonna say it's it'd be way more newsworthy if she's like i'm never gonna be abby again yeah. i refuse to be that character well, honestly, the I'll audience like, was such it. a bunch of jackasses i never want to go back and do it that would be the real news because yeah. yeah like people walk in right now greg you want to be carl the crab again fuck yeah where, where's, the, where's the check let's go i'm down island time vr too where is it that big for carl the crab yeah no i mean anything helps <laughs> you think this wall was free <laughs> you That's know what fair. i mean i'll take anything right now <laughs> you know yeah but it is interesting to then start percolating on where abby would show up and it would be interesting i think if last of us part three was like you said picking up with her with lev maybe that's the, the co-op game maybe that's the multiplayer you know what i mean go there and have them play that way it's not gonna be and the big bad Honestly, the big yeah. bad is ellie you know ellie's bad whoa yeah, yeah. holy cow she's the rat king now oh no <laughs> that's a disgusting picture to think of in your a lot head. of things to unpack there a lot of things to unpack yeah there. i i mean somebody in chat mentioned right the last of us factions and like i i i do think that last of us factions at the very least, there's going to be a moment. And this could be launch. This could be an update down the line where you make your way to Jackson. In fact, I think it'll be an update down the line. Year two, Last of Us Factions, where you go to Jackson and it's like a new hub area and you talk to Tommy and you take missions from Tommy. I think that is going to happen 100%. I think you could do that with Abby. I don't think you would do that with Abby just because I view Abby as a, is a main character now. Like She is a main role in this franchise now. So I think if Abby comes back, it would be in the form of here's a either Last of Us 3 or a Lost Legacy style spinoff where you're playing as Lev and Abby's your companion or vice versa. Um, I you think, think that's Factions it. is going to run that that closely into Last of Us lore where we go to Jackson, you think? I think that would be a far down the line of Last of Us Factions objectively successful. We have confidence in this thing. And like, <laughs> this is objectively. <laughs> obje- like, objectively Last successful. of Us Factions is killing it. Now let's give some fan service. Cool. Jackson is going to be a new hub area, and I think that'll be a year two or three. Like, whoa, that's fucking cool. I think to start off, no, it'll be completely separate, um, at least in the first couple of years. But I, I, I think it'd be a nice treat. Year three. It'd be, I mean, it'd be a great Jackson. treat. I just, it's a tasty one treat. Yeah, I think you know with them already being out and like it is SF, right? Is that confirmed? Confirmed? Or are we, that are was we, the we're going off the art because it looks like the Golden Gate Bridge, right? Yeah. But yeah, okay. Like for it to be there, I think you more than if you're gonna have something like that. And again, we're totally spitballing what this would actually be. I think it'd be more Tommy comes through town or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's a Tommy event they're doing in year two <laughs> rather than you go there. <laughs> this sounds so. It's not even that it's not gonna happen because I think that it probably is a degree of the direction they would go like to bless this point like i think just from a fan service perspective and a tie things together but it just sounds like so silly like yeah. oh seasonal drop tommy's here <laughs> the tommy to come back it's halloween and tommy's coming through with a batch of pumpkins <laughs> you know decorate i just want a whole trailer that is like we're sitting at the next playstation showcase and it's like 
in the world of The Last of Us, there's one character that you might have forgotten. It's like it's Tommy, like it's like this faded black, fade in, is Tommy like standing there, like oh, Tommy's back, and like in big text, and like the whole update is just Tommy based. You mean a, sn- <laughs> a sniper event with Tommy? Like, come on. Like, oh, when you put himself. it like that, snipers only. When Tommy. you put it like that, I would love like yeah, if you if like they build in like snipers is a thing of like yeah, we're going hard with the snipers this season, and Tommy's gonna lead. Tommy's gonna lead the event, the sniper event, and Last of Us factions. God, I can't wait for Last of Us factions. I know I'm a nerd about this shit, but I like, still just hope it's like the division. You know what I mean? That's what everybody wanted to pull from that image. And if that's the case, fuck yeah, let's go. Let's, let's have go. a good time with it. Well, let's talk about Uncharted, right? Talking okay. about this new PlayStation uh, team that's being built within PlayStation Studios Visual Arts. They're working with Naughty Dog to develop a game. What's going on there? Do you think this speaks to the future of Uncharted, Janet Garcia? I think so, because I feel like it would make a lot of money. So that's why I think usually that's like when you see things continue. You know, again, got to quote the the OG, Natalie Flores. A story is over when capitalism says it is. So I think we will get more Uncharted. Um, I think that we could easily see it something where it's... I mean, there's a bunch of directions that you could take it in. I think it was really interesting finishing Uncharted 4 super recently, where so many people talk to me about it and would say like oh it's you know this is the end like they so clearly ended it i'm like they so clearly left the door wide open for like eight different directions whether it's you know more nathan drake whether it's his daughter which i feel like that's what i would want from it i think that would be like super cool um even though we're getting a lot of you know the playstation tends to have a lot of kind of similar stories of like a parent and a child and someone's this and someone's that and then there's two different you know, there are a lot of elements of, of that going on, but that doesn't seem to stop them from telling those stories. So I don't think that would necessarily be a reason not to do it, but that's what I would want to see from it. Um, I think I also think so, it'd be a, yeah. a fun, different take on it this way. I think that's the thing. Even though they keep doing similar stories, right, they all are shaded in their own direction, right? Yeah. So even though there are parallels from Kratos and Atreus to Joel and Ellie to Cassie and Nathan, I think if you were to do an Uncharted 5 or whatever you want to call it and have it be that, you, Cassie's the playable character, right? And Drake is now Sully. Like, I think that dynamic would be different enough in the way that he's an adventure, she's an adventure. It's never really all that bad. You know what I mean? If we're going, if we're, and again, if we're only staying in the pulp, pulp action genre, right? Where everything works out in the end, I don't think you're going to do the same thing of her trying to pull away from him like Atreus and Kratos, right? Or him being the stern father like Kratos and Atreus or the secrets between Joel and Ellie. I feel like it would be more like, Oh, you're going home with that guy? I'll see you later. I'm going to the bar, too. I'm call Elena. I don't know. <laughs> Elena's dead? I don't know why he's going to the bar. And I think the, like, I mean, they hid their lives from her for a really long time, and they weren't, like, mad when she found out. But, like, also, yes, chat point out, spoilers for Uncharted. Well, you know what? Like, I, You opened the door. I just kept going. It years to finish this game, so I'm going to use this knowledge. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, like, I see it being, like, her and Sully, or her and someone else. I don't see it being, like, her and Nathan Drake, but... Um, I also feel like I would love a like different genre I think would be fun honestly the ending of Uncharted 4 was a really high res walking sim that I didn't want to end yeah my only thing with the uh, Nate uh, Cassie right is his daughter yeah Yeah, Nate and Cassie thing which I think is like I think that's the natural progression and I think that's that's a game that I'll play play the hell out of maybe this is me coming off of playing both the last is part one and then God of War being reviewing God of War currently the first five hours. I don't know. The first five hours. 
I don't know if I can do another like father child. Uh, That's why story. I just don't think you, they don't play it seriously. Yeah. Like in the chat, uh, Jared Meyer on patreoncom slash kind of funny says, I'd love a grizzled Drake that got Elena killed on one last adventure Jesus. and is estranged from Cassie, but that's just me. Ha ha. No, you couldn't do that. I think it would have to be a way more Nate and not even have him be maybe as hands-on as Sully, right? He gets you out of a jam and he's there for two chapters and then he's off on his own because he trusts his daughter and she can go have her own thing. It's not so much about their relationship as much as that could be tangentially fun. Gotcha. But again, this goes back to what we talked about of just like, I don't feel like the world is clamoring for a new Uncharted, which breaks my heart as a huge Uncharted fan. Like, and granted, it's, you know, I've had Janet being the most recent person going through here, just bagging on it, playing it, and hating it. <laughs> so it's like, I understand. Just the first three games. Like, just don't, again, if you, my recommendation is go straight to four. I know that's like, then, oh, well, then you won't know who, whatever. That's what YouTube is for, baby. Watch a like, recap video, don't, yeah. play, play if you love Legacy it that much, also. Go back to, yeah, I do want to do Lost Legacy. I haven't done that yet. Um, if you like it a lot, then go back to one and then decide if you want to do it or, or only play one. And then if you don't love that, don't play two and three because two and three are the same as one just with like one has a train and everyone talks about it. No, two, has it. Train. two has a train. And then, well, uh, why one, one has the submarine. Like one of them. Has oh, the thing, gotcha, you gotcha, know? gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Three has magic. Three has a plane. Yeah. And a lot of hours. A lot or just of hours watch the for like movie. not a lot of different gameplay. There's not. Don't do it. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Greg, you mentioned that, you know, the world isn't claiming for Uncharted. What do you think this new team is doing? Like, what are, what are they working on with with I mean, if we were reading the tea leaves, it does sound like Uncharted, right? Like, I feel like we, we've heard that rumor for a while, obviously, going around. Sean made the statement. It's been rumored that that's, there was going to be another Uncharted working in collaboration with Naughty Dog and yada, yada, yada. So you'd think the smart money's there. I just, and, I, and again, we've talked about it. Like, it does make sense with the film popping off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the film has taken Uncharted to new audiences, so it'd be there. And you, I would assume they're making more of those. I don't know if that's confirmed or not, if they're making a second Tom Holland Uncharted. But... You, clearly, PlayStation wants more from, and Sony wants more from uh, what Uncharted as a franchise can be. And I also think that it would appear that you know PlayStation continues to let Naughty Dog do what they want to do, and even to a lesser extent, the other studios do. Where you look at Ghost of Tsushima from Sucker Punch, or um, as we talk about uh, London Studio a second ago, right? No, I mean, there. Guess what? Next year they are launching PlayStation VR two, and they need fucking games for it, and they need talented studios working on it. And the fact yeah. that London's like, we are not doing that. I think it's pretty cool that Sony wasn't like the fuck you aren't <laughs> get yeah. in there and make something for this goddamn thing. We need it to be cool. Sorry. Uh, what if it, you were, you made the joke earlier, I think um, is, you know, us do it. Like we get another package of the original trilogy as like a remake. What if that's what this is? Uncharted one remake. Yeah. With Tom Holland in it. Yeah. Oof. A Tom Holland skin. <laughs> like it's they like changed, a Ratchet and they, Clank. The, it's like Ratchet and Clank the movie. Remember when that came yeah, out? Yeah. Okay. I, I was yeah, going to say yeah, like yeah, um, yeah. The, how they changed the model of Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Yeah. When yeah, they do yeah. that, but it's just Tom Holland this time. Yeah. yeah. Which would make two Tom Hollands because Spider-Man in the game kind of looks like give, Tom Holland. I hope they give the same excuse of like, oh, you know, the the cheekbones and stuff. Yeah, it's all weird. We for couldn't next map time. it right. So we just we had to put Tom Holland. <laughs> we had to put Tom Holland in the game. I hope they don't do that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think especially off of having just put out the collection already, it would be weird to remake it. But PlayStation does love to make weird remakes. Yeah. I mean, the know. collection. Yep. Well, the newest collection is just the, the last two games, right? Sure, the, you're right. Yeah. Nathan Drake collection has been quite a while. It's twenty what twenty fifteen something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like the year before Uncharted Four because that's how I first played the games. So I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like <laughs> it's PlayStation, right? Like if you're talking about gap in time. They, they don't, don't give care. A fuck. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I think that's the same exact gap for Last of Us One to Last of Us Part One. So, 
I'd want, I'd want something new personally. I wouldn't want to go back and have a remake of Uncharted one. I'd much rather have it be cool. We're do you know, the Uncharted reigns. Nathan Drake's story is done. That was Naughty Dog's Uncharted. Now it's being handed over to this new studio in collaboration with Naughty Dog, but they're telling their own story with their own Uncharted character. Like, I don't even want them to do Nadine or Chloe or anybody like that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, th those characters are part of the Naughty Dog universe. And not that they can't cross over here, but it's like, they're established and I know them and I've played the games as them and I love them. Let's see what something it could do. And I think that Cassie is new enough that you can pick up with that and have somebody else lead the charge with it. Let's talk about PlayStation picks. Of course, this is where we talk about what's coming out this week and the one thing each of us have been playing. The drop looks like this. This week, we got Garbage Pail Kids, Mad Mike, and the Quest for Steel Gum for PS4. And this is one that me and Tim went back and forth on on KFD because we were like, what the fuck is Garbage Pail Kids? Apparently, it's a huge thing. The 80s, it was like an 80s IP that Joey Noel was like, oh, man. Wait, there's Tim, I understood that you didn't know what Garbage Pail Kids was. Tim doesn't know what Garbage Pail Kids is? I don't think he did, no. I mean, it sounded... No. I, I thought he was more bewildered by that there was a game for the Garbage Pail oh. Kids. And that's what I thought you were bewildered by. No. The fact that you don't know it. Like, I don't know what Garbage Pail Kids is, no. I mean, you're from the Midwest. Are they are they from Illinois? <laughs> I mean, he doesn't know Ash Bash Bagash. Yeah, so I mean, like, I, what, know, what, I know what they are, knows but then if you were to, if you're from the Midwest, you, you do. Like, I don't have kids. I know, I know, I knew faces, it before I had a kid. I don't understand what it really is. If I'm being honest, they're cards, right? Or books? Or I feel like I've seen them as books, but I don't. They know. were a, a transmedia property that was a little bit of everything. But yeah, cards were a big part of them. Yeah, that was a big thing. Do they make creepy dolls of them as well? I, I, don't I only knew them as the cards. Yeah, I don't garbage remember that because it's like I, I never liked the Garbage Pail Kids, but they were just like trying to be like, what are Cabbage Patch dolls for boys kind of yes. thing? Yo. Tim, it's Greg Miller. There's confusion and lies being spread about you on PS. I love you, XOXO. Did you not know what the Garbage Pail Kids were, period? Or did you not know what this game is? I just didn't know. The, well, I, I didn't know the game. I know, I'm aware of them. I don't know anything about them, though. Okay. Well, yeah, but you're aware of them. Like Blessing didn't know anything about them, so that way he was trying to. I knew that they were a kids thing, but like it was before my time. Like I have no idea. I know there's cards, but I don't know what they are. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. fine. That, that's fair. Blessing knew nothing, and he was trying to put you in the boat of also knowing nothing about them. And I was like, I think he gotcha. must know something about them. No, no, it's like Stinky Steve and like Graffiti Petey and all that shit. Yeah, all so like my friends. friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks. All right, fair enough. He sounds grumpy on the phone, if I'm being honest, all the time. You know? yeah. And he always calls, too. Also, why is he at, like, a Mets game? <laughs> why, why is <laughs> it's that still working? What is he doing? Uh, and also, I know this is a PlayStation podcast. I believe this is also coming on the NES, like the Nintendo yes, Entertainment System. Yes, that's correct. System. That's correct. And so, this was an IMA kid thing, right? They're all about it, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, is out today, or is out this Hell week yeah. on PC. Delete your save on PlayStation 5, Janet, and get the family gathered on the PC. Sa I can't think of anything I want to do less in that process. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Hell yeah! One day. Saturnalia, uh, PS5, PS4, Signalis, PS4, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, uh, PS5 and PS4, and then Resident Evil Village Winter's Expansion is out this week, PS5 and PS4. Greg, yeah. what'd you pick to play on PlayStation? Well, as everybody knows, like we said at the top of the show, God of War Ragnarok is coming. The review is happening Thursday. Uh, YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. It will be the games cast. We will be doing it live. So if you're an audio listener, uh, as soon as we're done recording it, it will go up as an audio thing. But we don't you to come watch live with us on youtube or uh, twitch or whatever you want so of course i have been 
primarily strictly playing Ragnarok to make sure I hit review embargo on it. And I can't say anything more than what we said last week. Um, before this, I did, however, uh, finally try to accomplish the, if I'm being honest, the trickery they pulled on me. Mm-hmm. There's a little game called Dreams from Media Molecules, and everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. <laughs> Uh, right at the end of September, they announced, hey, we're doing All Hollows, the lost, dr- the land of lost dreams. They're doing like a Halloween event inside of dreams. They're doing this like big level for it. And I remember that happened. And I was right end of, end of September, beginning of October. I was like, ooh, spooky time. Let's go. And I booted up dreams and I went in and I couldn't find it. And then I went to the thing. and I was like, oh. It's actually coming way later in October. It's it's this they announced it, and then a bunch of other little Halloween things they were doing. But this dream was dropping, uh, dream drop distance. It was dropping, uh, you know, way out there. So it's come out since uh, now. It's officially out. Uh, this right before this, I jumped in to get a taste of it. I, I did not give it a full playthrough or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that if you drop in, you start playing. You're like, yep, yeah, this is dreams. For better or worse, mm-hmm. this is what dreams is, right? Where it's like it's got that art style and it's got that vibe, and it's like, oh man, like. The idea of it's cool, right? Like the the synopsis is All Hollows, the land of lost dreams, is pur- is a purgatory dimension haunted by half finished ideas and forgotten concepts, made entirely in dreams with co- contributions from the media molecule community. Right? I love that idea of, hey, here's a half finished dream that just lives here in limbo because I have so many of those from when we were reviewing it and I was making things and I had people make things for me and I was like, I'm gonna use all this stuff and then never actually got it together to do it. But jumping into it, it was like I wanted it to be more like in your face halloween spooky here's what's going and it immediately was just like go get some magnets and get this thing to move and i'm like okay mm. and i'm running around to do it and open up a path I'm like oh well this isn't hitting what i want this to be you know you're talking about a halloween like level i was expecting it to be more like this is halloween you know or something to that effect or this is super spooky and uh, i did not get those vibes and i probably will not be making more time to go back to it wow janet Garcia, what you make to play on PlayStation? I got in the same boat, except for the Dreams thing, which that <laughs> that was a lot to unpack with Dreams. Uh, I saw Dreams on my PlayStation as well. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just playing God of War, and I can't say anything besides what I said last week. So that's all I got. Blessing like, I have, other than that, I'm just curating what might be coming next, which I feel like was also this episode. So I have nothing to share, but I'll do Ghostbusters hopefully this weekend. Hey, I want well, to do you it keep last saying weekend, that. But... You fucking keep saying that. Okay, I got sick, so you need to be nice to me. You're never nice to me when I'm sick. You're yeah. always wishing ill on me, and it's frankly, really I'm tired of it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was sick, and Isaiah's been sick too. So it's been, um, it's been a lot. Um, but there's no, yeah, there's no better so cure. There's no better cure for sickness than Ghostbusters: Spirits Unleashed. Get out there and play it. I you can stay out of war. That's that's what I hear. No, we're the first five hours of God of War specifically. <laughs> yeah, the first five hours of God of War. Um, I also have dreams installed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, because it's not just you bless, like it's not, but like this is like the wackest. What are we playing? Fucking nothing. Hey man, it's rare that usually we get the review embargoes line up to where you're playing something else, but obviously it's all hands on deck for God of War and next Thursday, the live games cast review. I saw people confused. Yes, we are recording the review live. It will be live streamed at the time we are reviewing it. I will say that I am looking forward to playing Dreams when the Dreams like awards come. Speaking of awards, oh, yeah, yeah, the, the Dreams awards come uh, come through. We love the NPCs. When it's like, oh yeah, here are the here are the six or like however many games to play for to figure out which which one is the best one. Yeah, those Dreams are always fucking fire, and so like I'm excited for that. But I don't know if I'm going to beat it up uh, before then. I've also been playing. I also played three hours of Ghostbusters Spirits. Unleashed. All right, with me on the streams. Yeah, I played yeah. a bunch of Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, but I've talked to everybody zero yeah. off about it. <laughs> uh, I, it's one that I've been dreading a little bit, just based off of you know like. <laughs> 
I say you know as if like it's like a fucking damning review. <laughs> it's a fucking chore to play these games, but it's not right. Like Predators, Predator Hunting Grounds is one that I would only play with you guys on stream, yeah. and I would never play that game alone. Um, Arcade Again, I played the beta, and then when it came out, I was like, I'll play more of this, and it just wasn't uh, fun enough for me. Right? Like these usually aren't my kind of jam, and Ghostbusters isn't my kind of IP. But playing with you guys on stream, I was like, this game is really fun. Yeah, right. It's a very fun video game. It's like a really fun game of hide and seek, uh, except you have powers and you can hide in objects. And yeah. running around as a chair um, while trying to dodge Nick Scarpino and Greg Miller, very fun time. It's, so. It nails what I think I loved about Friday the 13th so much, despite all that game's flaws, right? Was the idea that having your friends in the little crazy-ass moments that come out of that, of hiding in a chair, dodging this thing, sliming, getting away at the last second, like, that all is so much fun. Those are, and that's, mm -hmm. you know, a game that can do that, if you can get in there with four other friends and have a team of five, and it's just you guys playing, I think it's so great. Or team up with a team of however many and go out and play together. I think, like, it really does nail that. Yeah. And what I find is interesting, the chat is laughing at you saying dreading, right? Do you mean it in the way that I mean it, where, for me, in our jobs, I feel like there's, almost i hate the feeling of hey michael hit me up you want to play this game on stream in a couple weeks or next week or whatever and i'm like yeah that sounds great I, I can't wait to play that game and then the closer you get to it it is shit man i got god of war and i would have much rather played three hours of that right now for review yeah. and been caught up in my work than gone off and played something for no reason like ghostbuster spirits that's the thing is like i'm not i know i'm not invested in the ghostbuster spirits unleashed so even going playing it, it's like well, I'm not working toward my, toward my level because I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna pick this thing back up enough yeah. for oh, me yeah, to yeah, care yeah. about it in that uh, in that way. And I'm also like, you know, like it's not entirely my kind of game. You know, like I trust you when you say that, like you had fun with it. You, oh, for I sure. think you called it a four out of five, right? But like, it's that thing of, for you. It's all the domino stacking up of you're a Ghostbusters fan. You love Ilfana games. This is your kind of game. And like, you know, you're look. You had on the outfit. This is like your your dream that you're living. Whereas I was like, I was like, yo, I'm gonna play this game. Nightmare. It is my night. <laughs> I'm dreading living in this dream. But for me, it is that thing of like, oh, yeah, when it was first coming, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll play with Greg. I'll play on the stream. But then, yeah, as you get closer, I'm like, oh, man, okay. This is turning from me being excited to play this game to me being like, okay, this is a work thing that I'm going to do. Sure. And so, like, when I'm sitting down to play that game in the stream, it is me sitting down being like, cool, I'm going to do a job right now. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to play yeah. this game yeah, yeah. with Greg. But then as I get into it, I'm like, oh, no, this is a fun game. Cool. Like, this isn't work anymore. Like, this is me for sure. enjoying the game. So I was dreading it in the way that it's like teeing up i was looking forward to it as a video as a work game as opposed to a game game and i enjoyed it as a game game and honestly that was a that was a glowing and uh impression review of it you know thank you made you forget that you're working yeah exactly and so ghostbusters spirits unleashed everybody now do you think you'll ever go back to it or is it strictly when we're playing stuff and doing stuff and i'm, I won't I'm go back, forcing you i won't go back to it uh by myself but if we play it or whatever, you'll be like, excited to play more i'll be excited to play more and it won't even be a, a forcing thing it'll be a no okay you're playing it i'll play it with you but I'm not going to pick it up on myself, I don't think. Fair enough. Ladies and gentlemen, that's your last episode of PS I Love You XOXO before the God of War Ragnarok review. Thursday, 9 a.m. Pacific. We are recording it and broadcasting it live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Remember, you can watch it and listen to it later on your Gamescast feed. That's where we do most of our reviews. But that very afternoon... You have, all, you have homework. You have to watch our review, listen to other people's, read other people's, and then think of all the questions you have about it and go to kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. Submit your question there, and we will be doing P.S. I Love You XOXO live that Thursday afternoon on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, answering your questions and publishing it everywhere on Friday.
while we're here talking about God of War content, yes, of course, we will be doing a God of War Ragnarok spoiler cast. We are trying to get guests for it, however, so dates are in flux on that, but we, you can assure we will have uh, plenty to discuss with you when the time comes. Remember, this has been PSI Love You XOXO. Each and every week, we run through all the nerdy PlayStation news you need to know about and have a great time hanging out. We yell at Janet a lot. She yells at us, and then she hangs up, and goes, Isaiah's like, why'd y'all yell at each other? But now he's here, and everything's working, and it's all great. Uh, if you want to be with Isaiah in the live chat, patreon.com slash kind of funny each and every Thursday afternoon. Get it ad free. Get the 38 bonus episodes we do exclusively over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Be a producer, get a shirt, have a great time, support the spare bedroom, and have fun. Uh, if you don't want to give us any money directly, no big deal. Use the Epic Game Code kind of funny when you're buying anything on the Epic Game Store. Maybe you're playing Fortnite on PlayStation. You can plug it in there too. Even if you're downloading stuff for free, use kind of funny as your code. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen. It's been our pleasure to serve you.